Hubhopper Originals. To start your podcast for free, log on to studio.hubhopper.com. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Hubhopper Original Storytime with Soha Ali Khan, powered by Juggernaut Books. I, Soha, am thrilled to have you back here. Stories are one of the greatest joys of growing up, and in fact, a good story can uplift you at any stage of life. Today's story takes us back to a classic we've all heard as children many, many times. Before Harry Potter and the Chronicles of Narnia, there was Ramayan, a story about a prince and a princess, Lord Ram and Sita, in a forest with friends with magical powers. One of their friends was Hanuman, the monkey god. who was super strong and could even lift an entire mountain. In today's story, we bring you adventures of our favorite monkey Hanuman. The story, titled Hanuman's Adventures, is an extract from Garud and the Serpents published by Juggernaut Books and written by Arshia Sattar. Hanuman went about his life as a grown-up monkey, unaware of his powers because of the sage's curse. One day, Ram and Lakshman, the princes of Ayodhya, arrived in Kishkind in search of Ram's abducted wife. Sugriv, who lived in exile on the Rishyamuk mountain with a few loyal companions, sent Hanuman to find out who these men were and what they wanted. When they met face to face, Sugriv and Ram realized that they were in very similar situations. They were both princes in exile and their wives had been taken away from them. Ram and Sugriv made a pact of friendship. Ram would help Sugriv regain his kingdom and Sugriv would call together the great monkeys of Kishkind and send them to the four corners of the earth to find Ram's beloved wife. When the search for Sita began, Hanuman led a band of heroic monkey warriors into the unknown lands of the south. After traveling through forests and mountains and deserts, The monkeys reached the shore of the ocean and were stunned by what they saw. Great sheets of water that rose and fell, roaring and thundering as they seemed to reach for the sky before they crashed on the rocks. Sparkling fish and other slithery water creatures that the monkeys had never seen before twisted and swam in the waves, catching the sunlight on their fins and scales as they were tossed about in the restless waters. Sampati, a wingless vulture who had been stranded on that shore years before, told the monkeys that he had seen a woman in great distress being carried in an aerial chariot by Ravan, lord of Lanka, to his island fortress in the middle of the ocean. She had to be Sita, Ram's wife. If the monkeys could cross the waters to the island, they would be sure to find her. The mighty monkeys, all proud of their ability to leap great distances, began to brag and boast about how they might reach the island that was so far away. Only Hanuman sat in silence until Jambavan, the wise old bear who had accompanied the monkeys on their southern travels, spoke up. "It's you, Hanuman. You are the one who can cross the ocean in a single bound. You are the son of Vayu, the wind god. You have his speed and his strength." Let me remind you who you are and what you can do. And then, with all the other monkeys present, Jambavan told Hanuman about his childhood 
his boons and special powers, and the curse of forgetting that the sages had placed on him. Hanuman listened to everything the old bear had to say, and shook himself as if he were awaking from a deep sleep. With a loud cry that echoed through the air, he leapt to the top of Mount Mahindra. He took a deep breath and began to expand. His chest puffed out. The muscles on his arms and legs began to bulge. His eyes opened wide and seemed to spit fire. His magnificent tail curled above his head like a battle banner. The earth groaned as Hanuman pushed down on the mountain with all his strength, shattering it to pieces. The monkey pushed his arms in front of him as if he was parting the clouds, and in a moment he was airborne, faster and higher than he had ever been, higher and faster even than when he had leapt for the sun as a baby. Hanuman ripped through the clouds and tore through the sky on his way to Lanka. Mount Menaka rose from the depths of the ocean so that Hanuman could rest on his summit. But the monkey touched him gently in thanks and kept on his way. The Rakshasi Sursa tried to stop him by holding on to his shadow, but he dove into her stomach and ploughed through her entrails, leaving her a lifeless heap on the ocean floor. Simika, another Rakshasi, tried to eat him because of the boon she had received from Brahma but he made himself as small as a fly and flew in and out of her mouth before she could close her massive hungry jaws around him. When Hanuman reached Lanka and landed on the sandy shores of the island, not a hair on his head had been harmed, nor was he even slightly out of breath. Moving stealthily in the shadows, Hanuman entered that dark, glowering city, avoiding the bright light of the full moon. He crept silently through Ravan's palace, which had pillars of gold and silver, windows of crystal, and was scattered with soft couches covered in brocades and silks. He smelled the rich foods and fine wines that lay on tables that groaned under their weight, and he saw women who were more beautiful than the full moon which was shining in the sky that night. He stopped and stared for one awestruck moment at the majestic ten-headed lord of the Rakshasas, who was snoring gently as he slept. But he knew he had to find Sita quickly. Hanuman searched for Sita everywhere until he stumbled upon a grove of Ashoka trees where, among the hideous misshapen Rakshasis, he saw a sad and lonely woman whose beauty was like that of the moon hidden by the clouds. This has to be Sita, he thought to himself. She's the only unhappy woman on this island. He reduced himself to the size of a cat and quickly climbed into the tree above her. Silently, he dropped Ram's ring onto the grass where she would see it. Sita looked up in fright when she saw the ring, but Hanuman sang to her quietly about Ram's adventures, his troubles and his heartache at being separated from her. He assured Sita that Ram would soon rescue her and kill the Rakshas king who had taken her away from him from her family and from the world she knew and loved. Sita sighed and wiped her eyes and thanked the monkey for his kind words and the solace he had offered her. She urged him to hurry back to Ram and tell him how she couldn't live much longer without him. Hanuman bowed to her and left the grove as quietly as he had entered it. As he prepared to return to the northern shore of the ocean, Hanuman decided 
that he could not go back to the monkeys before he had seen the entire city of Lanka and noted its fortifications and its armory. He needed to know what weapons the Rakshasas had and where they were stored, where the gates to the city were and how they were guarded, who the warriors were and who the generals that led them into battle. He also wanted to see Ravan again so that he could tell Ram and the others what they could expect from the enemy. Hanuman increased in size as he left Sita and ran through the city, roaring and shouting as he knocked over towers with his fists and feet. He picked up Rakshas guards and tossed them over the ramparts into the sea. He did everything he could to get noticed. And finally, when Ravan's soldiers attacked him, he allowed himself to be captured and taken before Ravan, bound from head to toe. I am Ram's messenger, said Hanuman, when he saw the mighty king of the Rakshasas in court, surrounded by his advisors and ministers. Ravan's ten heads, crowned with gold and jewels, and strong arms, scarred with battle wounds, did not frighten Hanuman. He spoke calmly. Your death is near, Ravan. Mark my words. Ravan blinked his twenty eyes in amazement. A monkey? A monkey is going to be the cause of my death? This is outrageous. Who is this creature? Set his tail on fire and get him out of my sight at once, he shouted as he gathered his silken robes, the colour of blood around him, and flounced out of his court. The Rakshas guards gleefully poured oil on Hanuman's tail and set fire to it before they released the ropes that tied him up. In a trice, Hanuman had escaped his captors and could be seen running through the city, setting it aflame. He climbed the walls and the ramparts, the towers and the gates. He ran through the narrow streets and the quarters where Rakshasas lived with their wives and children. When the city was blazing, Hanuman heaved a great sigh and doused his flaming tail in the salt waters that surrounded the island. Without stopping to rest, he took off into the sky to return to the monkeys with all the information he had gathered. Before long, Ram and his monkey army had reached the shores of Lanka by building a bridge over the turbulent ocean and were ready to take on the Rakshasas for the sake of Sita. When the fighting began, Hanuman carried Ram on his shoulders into battle. Hanuman was everywhere. He used his nails and his teeth, his fists and his feet. He hurled rocks and stones and uprooted trees and turned them into deadly weapons. All his boons of safety for weapons and all his powers kept him free from harm as he crushed and smashed and slapped and kicked and punched and bit and tore at the Rakshasas. Even though the monkeys seemed to be winning, the Rakshasas had better weapons and many tricks up their sleeves. They could use magic as well. Suddenly, Lakshman was struck by the arrows of Indrajit, Ravan's son, and he collapsed to the ground. All the monkeys gathered around, wailing and screaming, terrified that Lakshman was dead. Slowly, Jambavan the bear limped over. He held the fallen warrior's wrist and counted his pulse. He pulled up his eyelids and looked at his eyes. He is not dead, he said to the others, but he could die very soon. There is only one thing that can save him. Jambavan turned and looked at Hanuman. On the slopes of the Dronagiri mountain, which is further away even than the mountains where the sun rises, 
there is a magic herb called the sanjeevani if you can bring it here before the night is over we can save lakshman go hanuman fly as fast as you can every moment counts even before the old bear had finished speaking hanuman had slapped his tail on the ground and risen upwards into the darkening skies meanwhile ravan's spies had listened to jambavan's words and they hurried to tell ravan that lakshman could be saved ravan called for kalaneli a fearsome rakshas whom he trusted completely and said stop that monkey i don't care what you do but make sure he does not return before sunrise delay him on his journey and kill him if you have to kalanemi had the power to change his shape at will and he could also make illusions that seemed real he sped across the ocean and created a small island that was covered with trees and flowers and dotted with lakes of clear water he disguised himself as a pious ascetic and sat down in front of his false hut waiting for hanuman hanuman was tired and thirsty The journey was long and he had been fighting all day. He looked down from the sky and noticed that delightful island which seemed so calm and peaceful. He landed in front of Kalanini, who immediately welcomed him and offered him food and water. He pointed to the lake and told Hanuman to refresh himself. Hanuman plunged into the cool waters, not knowing that hidden deep within them was a hungry huge crocodile the crocodile grabbed hanuman by the leg and tried to drag him under the surface but hanuman exerted his enormous strength pulled the crocodile out of the water and smashed its head on the rocks at once a beautiful apsara emerged from the crocodile's body and thanked hanuman for ending her curse she whispered to hanuman not to trust the ascetic that he was a rakshas in disguise hanuman leapt over to where kalanemi sat pretending to say his prayers the monkey grabbed the false ascetic by the waist twirled him above his head as if he were an empty cloth bag and flung him across the waters in the direction of lanka kalanemi landed at ravan's feet in his rakshas form smashed like a rotten fruit that had fallen from a tree Hanuman rushed onwards looking for the mountain that lay beyond the rising sun as he got there he noticed a faint light in the sky the short night would soon be over he realized that he had no time to look for the precious herb that jambavan had needed to restore lakshman to life and health for a moment he panicked and then quick as a flash he grew to his enormous size once more He broke off the top of the mountain and soared into the air, carefully balancing the mountain peak on the palm of his hand, so as not to disturb the trees and plants. He summoned the speed and strength of his father, the wind, because he had to reach Lanka before the goddess of dawn painted her eastern skies in streaks of red and gold. Hanuman flew faster than lightning and thundered towards Lanka, where the monkeys were waiting anxiously. They heard the great commotion in the sky and began to clap and shout, sure that Hanuman was on his way back and that he had been successful. Even before he touched the ground, Hanuman lowered the peak gently onto the field where Lakshman lay in his death-like trance. Jambavan's assistant, Sushena, 
ran forward to pluck the life-giving herbs from the peak because he knew Jambavan was too slow to get them before the sun rose. Tripping over himself as he ran, he brought the leaves over to the bear, who crushed them in his great paws, muttering spells and incantations over them as he rubbed them under Lakshman's nose. Lakshman's eyelids fluttered, his chest heaved. He coughed and opened his eyes. Have I overslept? Why are you all here? Come on, we have a war to win! He shouted as he leapt up and grabbed his bow and arrows. The monkeys cheered and followed him into battle. Quietly, Ram bowed to Jambavan and touched the bear's tired, dusty old feet. After days of fighting, Lakshman managed to kill Indrajit, Ravan's eldest and most beloved son. As the funeral pyres for Indrajit, who had once defeated the king of the gods, and for so many other heroic Rakshas warriors blazed, and the women of Lanka wailed and beat their breasts for their fallen husbands and brothers and sons and fathers, Ravan knew he needed help. He called for Mahi Ravan, his half-brother, who ruled Patal, the underworld. Help me, brother. This is for the pride of our family. Take Ram and Lakshman away. Kill them in the underworld. Destroy the morale of this ridiculous army of monkeys. The Rakshasas cannot be defeated by forest dwellers who have no weapons except trees and rocks. Mahiravan took on the form of Vibhishan, Ravan's brother, who had become a trusted ally of the monkeys. In that form, he fooled Hanuman into letting him into the tent where the princess slept, and he whisked them away to his kingdom under the earth. When Hanuman was told what had happened, he was deeply ashamed and vowed to bring the brothers back safely without any help. I know my brother Mahiravan, said Vibhishan. He will sacrifice the princess to the bloodthirsty goddess Chandi. He is her devotee. Hurry, Hanuman, hurry! Hanuman began to dig a tunnel into the ground, tossing mud and sand and rocks in all directions with his powerful arms and legs. He went deeper and deeper till he disappeared from view. Inside the dark earth, Hanuman eventually came to a lighted doorway. He was about to break down the door when he was stopped by a very strange creature who seemed to be half monkey and half reptile. I'm Hanuman. Move aside, please. I don't want to hurt you. Who are you anyway? asked Hanuman politely, even though he knew time was running out. Look at me, said the creature. I'm Makardwaj. I'm your son. I have no son, said Hanuman. I don't even have a wife, and I don't spend time with women. Dear father, I have been waiting to meet you for so long, said Makardwaj, and he tried to embrace the mighty monkey that stood before him. I was born when a crocodile swallowed a drop of your sweat as you flew over the sea. Very well then, said Hanuman. Since you are my son, you must help me rescue the princes of Ayodhya, whom your master has kidnapped. Tell me, how can I kill Mahiravan, Lord of Patal? I have heard, Makardhwaj whispered, looking around in fear, that Mahiravan's life is held within the flames of five different lamps. All of them have to be blown out at the same time for him to die. I think all the lamps are in this room, which I am guarding. Just do as I say said Hanuman confidently.
Hanuman and Makardhwaj pretended to have a huge fight, shouting and yelling and pushing each other and stamping their feet. Hanuman knocked Makardhwaj out and stormed into the inner room where Mahiravan was lolling on his couch, surrounded by beautiful women. At a glance, Hanuman saw that there were five lamps in five different directions, impossible to extinguish with a single breath. There was only one way he could take Mahiravan's life. He transformed himself into a five-headed creature with the heads of a boar, an eagle, a lion, a horse and his own monkey head. All five heads pulled in all the breath they had and forced it out in a great gust. The five lamps were blown out, the room darkened and Mahiravan fell from his throne dead. Hanuman revived Makardwaj and with his help located Ram and Lakshman. He brought them to the surface of the earth, still fast asleep. This time, the monkeys did not clap and cheer when they saw Hanuman emerging from within the earth, as they did not want to wake the sleeping princes. But they whispered among themselves and smiled broadly as Vibhishan put his arms around Hanuman in a warm embrace. The very next day, Ram killed Ravan in battle and the war was over. The monkey army had defeated the mighty Rakshas forces. Sita had been rescued and it was time for Ram to go back to Ayodhya and reclaim his kingdom after 14 long years in exile. In the spirit of celebration, Ram invited the leaders of the monkeys and bears and the Rakshas Vibhishana to come back with him so that they could enjoy the festivities around his coronation. They all climbed into Pushpak, the flying chariot that had belonged to Ravan, and accompanied Ram back to his home. Because Hanuman was as swift as the wind, he went ahead to prepare Ayodhya for Ram's arrival. Ram's brothers, Bharat and Chatrugan, made all the preparations for the coronation and the citizens of Ayodhya danced and sang and decorated their city with colourful buntings and flowers. The dust on the streets was stamped down with fragrant water, flags flew from the tops of buildings and oil lamps glowed in every window. Ram's coronation was attended by everyone, rich and poor, young and old. Ram gave his friends and allies rich presents of gold and jewels as he bade them farewell and thanked them for all they had done to help him. When it was Hanuman's turn to say goodbye, Ram's eyes filled with tears. He held the great monkey close and took off a necklace of pearls that he had been wearing. He placed it around Hanuman's wide shoulders and the monkey shone like a moon garlanded with stars. Hanuman, my dearest friend, said Ram. You found my wife. You saved my brother's life and mine. I can never repay you for that. But I promise you this. You shall live as long as my story is told on earth. The three worlds will know you and praise you and remember you forever. Whenever anyone thinks of me, they will think of you. Go in peace, great monkey. Hanuman bowed and left Ram's presence. Listening to stories from this epic brings back such fond memories. Ram, Ravan, Lakshman, Sita and of course Hanuman. Each character was unique with something brilliant about them. Even Ravan. 
Yes. Did you know that he was regarded as the most learned of them all? That's why he has 10 heads. Who's your favorite character? Tell me in the comment section below.